podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharies and the late round quarterback. And as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? Are we speaking in a, a higher octave today? Is that what we're doing? I don't know. I don't know what's what's happening. Okay. I don't know yeah, why. I don't know. You know, it, it just comes out whenever I, I open yeah. up the show. I don't know what's going to come out. Uh, but that time, yeah. that that thing came out. You, you literally never know. I never know. You never know. It's it's a surprise. We don't we don't plan this out at all. You may be shocked to know that. Yeah, it's shocking. So I I wanted to start the show if I could with a question to you and 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 we discussed this very uh, little a, a little bit before the um, show started. But I've seen this debate raging on Twitter today about the use of the term y'all. Okay. I, I can, you know, barely say it, obviously. Uh, and whether it's weird or okay for people from around the country, around the world, even to use that term, especially in place of the term "guys," yeah. And whether you feel weird using it. Now, I will say that I, as you can tell by my pronunciation of "y'all," I don't feel comfortable saying it. Yeah. I don't feel, you know, I feel like I'm faking. Uh, when I say it, because I, no one I grew up with said y'all right. in Maryland. And this is, this might be weird to some people because I know that people in Pennsylvania think of Maryland as a, as a deep Southern state. Right. But people in say Georgia think of Maryland as a Northern state. So right. how do you feel about this? Okay. So this is, this is an interesting topic because I went from growing up in a city where, where instead of y'all, instead of guys, people said yins. Okay. Or, or in in true Pittsburghese accent, or in in true Pittsburghese, it's more like a yuns, right? Yun. That's okay. why that's why people call us yinzers because of the accent that we have. I, I don't right. I don't really have the accent. It comes out sometimes, but I don't really have you know like the true like like whiny Pittsburgh accent. But I have never heard anyone say that. By the way, yins. I mean, I mean, I've heard you say it in reference to Pittsburgh, but well, no, like if you if you were to, I I mean, growing up watching the news, right? And I'd see people being interviewed on the news down down the strip district, right? They would they would be like they they would they would absolutely you know people on the streets would be saying yins all the time, Yin, yins guys like they'll they'll even say it like that. Uh, but anyway, so yeah. so I I can't do the the Pittsburghese accent well enough or else I would do it. I have I have a buddy who's like incredible at it and it's so funny. <laughs> but regardless, uh. Now I live in in the South, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, Charlotte is not really like a. It's not like there's just such a mixture. So like, I yeah. would say there's a lot. I mean, there's definitely a large proportion of people here that will say y'all, right? And okay. and you hear it all the time in conversation and etc. Um, but I've become someone who will type it out all the time, and I'll say it online, and I'll mm-hmm. say it in text. When I'm just like making jokes or whatever, but I will never actually verbally say it. Yes. I feel silly. I feel like a poser. 
it feels it just it, look it, it just feels a little bit disingenuous right like it's it's like why why am i saying that i didn't grow up here right like that, that's right. The, the people who say it here are the ones who actually live here and let me tell you anyone that's been to charlotte you know that the people who live here are, are not people that are from here anymore that's just not how this city works um but the, the people you know i have a ton of friends who grew up here and and they do say y'all and it's not, yeah. you know, t- t- it coming from them, it sounds totally normal, right? If it were to come from me, and these people don't have, like, hardcore southern accents, maybe, like, the, you know, slightly, because they grew up in, like, Charlotte suburbs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but the you know, if, if, if it came from me, it just wouldn't sound right. Yeah, yeah, I know, I feel you. So, so you're saying that Charlotte uh, culturally is not southern. I'd say, I mean, it has, it has, it has so much different, uh, there's a lot of, of different stuff going on here because it's, it's a transplant city, right? So you get, you get people from literally everywhere, definitely a blue city and and becoming a blue state because of Raleigh and Charlotte, right? No politics, please. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm saying that just to (laughs) give people an idea of the demographic here, but yeah, I mean, there's not, I would not say that there's like this is what Charlotte's culture is uh, because what it is, is a bunch of young people moving here. I mean, older people too, sure. From, from up North, but there's a lot of job. There was a lot of job opportunity here because it's one of the biggest financial districts in the country. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people move down here they make good money and they live, you know, they, they, you can, it's, it's easy to live here. Uh, but you just get people from everywhere, which is why my wife and I love it here because of that. Right. right. We lived in Cincinnati for four years and everyone who lives in Cincinnati is from Cincinnati, right? Like you asked, <laughs> okay. I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but you ask someone from Cincinnati where they went to school and they talk about their high school, right? Okay. And so here it's, it's a much more like, like it's very rare to find someone to talk mm-hmm. to them and, and they grew up in Charlotte. Everyone either sure. grew up in, I mean, they might've grown up in like a small, like a Winston-Salem or something, but they, they also, you know, our neighbors across the street are, are from, one of them's from Chicago, one of them's from Michigan, you know, we're obviously from Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and, and that's what we really, really like about it because you're sort of planting your roots. It's easy to plant your roots here and mm-hmm. you're sort of evolving with this culture that's sort of being founded right now. Sure, you're not you're not thrown into a homogenous culture where you yeah. have to you have to adapt uh, that way. Yeah, you can just you, be feel, you. you feel like an outsider. Yeah, 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 you can just do you and be you, and and it's a lot easier to sort mm-hmm. of just you know uh, meet people, introduce yourself, etc., and just not have to feel like you're morphing into. I here, here's the thing. This is the best way to put it. When we lived in Cincinnati, we were fortunate that we met some of our best friends that we mm-hmm. are still unbelievably tied to. I mean, like I'm a godparent to their kids and stuff. Uh, and so we were always hanging out with them, but it's so funny to me that some of the friends that I made, uh, I thought that we were like tight and I think that we were tight. You know, I'm still in touch with a lot of these people, but we would go out. Right. And we would go, this is, I mean, I was younger too. So we were going to bars all the time and stuff. We would go out to bars and I would realize that they're my one a, and I'm like, mm-hmm. they're two C, right? Like, <laughs> Like they have, they have all these friends from like high school and college that are living yeah. in that area. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, I, I really don't matter. Do I? I don't yeah, matter at yeah. all. Yeah. Right. Right. You're, you're in uh three people behind the bar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like asking if someone can, can uh, get the bartender for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I will say that the use of the term y'all increases exponentially the further East you go in Maryland. So keep going East until you get to the Eastern shore 
And, you know, it's, it's, you know, basically, uh, it's very country. It's, you feel like you're in the South. I don't, I don't know how people in the South will feel about that, but the Eastern shore of Maryland is extremely country and everybody says y'all all the time. Uh, and you, and I feel, I feel weird about it. There, there's another, there's another, uh, part of this is that people wanting to say y'all instead of using guys, because it's kind of, you know, gender wise, sure. it can be, it can be low, it can be loaded. You know, you address a, a room full of, especially if you're in a professional sort of atmosphere, right. Environment. And you, you're, you're in a in mixed company and you call a whole room of people, guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, what, what else, what else do you say? I've, I've always caught myself doing that in that situation. Hey guys thinking, Oh no, like, God, I got to stop doing that. I yeah. have to stop, but I can't, I can't say y'all. So my, my, the only other option I think is just to say, Hey people. Right. I don't know, right. I don't know. right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely a big guys guy. Uh, and I, I abs, I mean, I catch myself, especially on like the late round podcast where I'm like, you know, Listen, I, I, I'm getting, I'm getting really heated up and I'm like uh -huh. super into this like take that I have. And I say, guys, and then I go into the take. And I even do, and I I realize while saying it I'm like I probably should mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but it but it's mm -hmm. just sort of like the way to to you know you're you're bringing everyone together and you're doing it in an informal way right instead of saying hey everyone or you all or whatever uh but right. but it's it's just it's kind of what it is but I, I'm definitely a guys person I think people have even made fun of me for being such a guys person <laughs> you are I, I can actually hear it in my head during the late round podcast I I do take note because obviously I am a, a PC warrior above all else I take note when I'm in mixed company and maybe I don't know everybody very well if the women in the group say guys like it, it casually then I, then I will take note of that and I'll say, okay, so it's okay. Like we can, we're, we're doing that. I can do yeah. that. Yeah. And I, and I'm not going to offend anybody. Sure. So, uh, yeah, but, but I, I definitely am way more a guy's guy than I am a y'all guy. All right, Denny. Now that we talked about all that, now that we got that off our chest, talking mm -hmm. about y'all, uh, yes. let's talk about what happened last week in streaming land. Let's. I actually have to open this up so that so I'm, I'm kind of just like. <laughs> I'll I'll vamp. I'll vamp. It was Teddy's season. It was. It was. DJ Moore's season. It was. All right, it was I all got it. Season. I got it. It was Teddy's season though. He had 19 fantasy points. Andy Dalton in deeper play had 2.6 because he's trash. Kyle Allen had 16.9 fantasy points. Drew Locke, another deeper play, had 13 fantasy points. Uh, I will say this. Okay, this is what we needed to talk about this on the show. Mm -hmm. So. I have the late round podcast um, and we record this show on Tuesdays. I do my matchup show on Wednesdays and then we try to update the Patreon page, you know, throughout the week. So on the late round podcast this week, I mentioned Baker Mayfield as one of my favorite yeah. deeper streamers. And I realized that I didn't update the Patreon stuff. So hopefully there was an overlap for a lot of you if you listen to both this and the late round podcast, which I know there obviously is an overlap. But uh, if you heard that, then hopefully you saw that that Baker was a, a viable streaming option. But he scored almost thirty fantasy points in that game. Amazing! He completed what twenty three in a row. Yeah, you, right? yeah. The the and by the way, the logic behind it that I used um, was that Baker, if you looked at his clean pocket numbers, he was very average uh, compared to the rest of the league. He was like 18th in the league, but there's some guys who had small samples. So he's probably more like 15th. Um, and Cincinnati had the worst pass rush in the NFL uh, entering last week. 
And so if you figure more of a clean pocket, I mean, and then we just luck into OBJ getting hurt because Baker Mayfield's better without OBJ. Uh, apparently. Yeah. And then we, we get that performance from Baker. Um, at tight, tight end was amazing last week, though. Dennis. Yes. Tight end was phenomenal. We had Richard the, the Richard Rogers show on Thursday night. He had 14 and a half fantasy points. Logan Thomas is back, baby. Mm-hmm. He is mm-hmm. back. 16 fantasy points for him. Uh, Harrison Bryant and David Njoku. Uh, so after the, the Austin Hooper news came down where he had appendicitis, which, you know, this is one of the few injuries that I actually know. I understand because I once got my appendix removed. Mm. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, I get it. I get it, folks. Uh, yeah. By the way, you know, speaking since this is a, a fart podcast, sure. Uh, I went. Did I ever talk to you about my appendicitis on here before? I don't remember. If you did, I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, people remember better than we do with things that we say. Sure. But sure. it was my going into my my junior to senior year of college, and there was a seventy two hour period where I had like the worst what I thought were gas pains in my Uh stomach and I just like couldn't I just didn't feel great uh and I remember once uh, one night my roommate and I and this other guy we ordered a pizza and I just like slammed like nine pieces of pizza you know you're like you're 21 years old and just whatever so I just slammed this pizza and I'm like okay I'm definitely gonna gonna drop one Mm -hmm. after doing this um, and while I'm doing it, I'm just like, oh my gosh, my stomach hurts so bad. And my buddies were literally making fun of me. Like they were like, <laughs> they're like, you have gas pains and you're making such a big deal out of this. Like just man up and take some gas yeah. X and move on. Right. And then I don't know what it was, but so I went to pit and my, I grew up, you know, 25, 30 minutes away from campus. And so my parents were still living in our house that I grew up in. And I called my mom and I was like, you know, there's this weird like gas thing going on, whatever. I was like, I just don't know what it is. And she's like, well, you think, do you think you need to like go to the hospital or something for it? I was like, it's, it's dull. Like, it's not that mm-hmm. like crazy, but then something in me, I was like, maybe I should just go and get this checked out. I was literally hours from my appendix exploding. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so I got there, they did the surgery, they took it out. And then I have one of the most embarrassing stories after that, that I'll have to save for another show. It's literally, yeah. literally the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, so, well, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing that. But see, this is this is what I was fearing when, when I referenced my fart attack that I had when I on last week's show. Uh, not I didn't have the fart attack on the show, so please, you know, don't uh, let's not cast aspersions. But when I when I referenced the thing where I was telling Melissa, oh God, my stomach, my stomach, she said, you gas. See, that's the thing I was thinking. I was thinking of appendicitis. Yeah, sure. Look, it's a it's a very real. Like it did not. So a lot of people get like sharp pains and stuff. Like I didn't get the sharp pains. I got like dull right. dull aches, and then they took it out. They said that it was very pus filled, and it was it was not <laughs> it, not not in good shape. But okay, look, I I teased this story. I just need to say this, Denny. Okay. I, I need right. to I need to let. I, it's it's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me, I think. Luckily, it was an audience of one, so it's not that big of a deal. But here's what happened. Okay, so I'm, I'm in the hospital after the surgery. And after the surgery, you can't move. So I'm, I'm literally pissing into these, like, jugs, like these containers, right? Because I can't – I'm not supposed to get up. So I – my one buddy, his uh, – he, he talked to – so everyone was, like, home from college or whatever. And there's this one girl who we were good friends with from high school who was back from college. And – she had apparently been driving to the hospital or going to the hospital because her grandparent was dying. And so when she was driving there, she just happened to talk to one of my buddies who noted that I was in the same hospital as this girl, as this girl's grandparent. Right. So she drives to the hospital to see her grandparent and she decides that she's going to stop by and see me because I hadn't seen her in like months because we were off in college. 
So it was great. I was like, okay, I, I didn't know she was coming, but like, great that mm-hmm. she would be coming. So I happened to be taking a piss oh, God. when she walks in the room. Oh, no. And instead of me, you know, thinking I'll just be, you know, I'll just be like, look, this is happening right now. So I'm just going to pull this out from underneath the blanket and like, let it be. Oh, no. I'm like, look, she's going to be here for like 10 minutes and then move on and I can just pull it out then. <laughs> we talk for like 45 minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> it gets to the point where I know she's going to start like smelling something eventually. And so, I, so I'm never going to forget this moment. I'm sitting there. I pull the jug out from underneath the blanket. I look at her. I look at the jug. I look back at her. And I just go, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the worst way to handle that. <laughs> and, then I, and then I put the jug down and that was that. But luckily she's like the cool, like she's awesome. So it wasn't like a, it, uh, like, I don't think we ever talked about it. I don't even think she recognized, like she didn't even, you know, she's that kind of person where she's not even going to like call it out that that happened. But it yeah. was absolutely the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. Like yeah, in terms of like a one-on-one interaction. I'm cringing pretty hard. I, I, there are like 40 things that you could have done that were less embarrassing. Oh, so bad. It, so bad. It, including just saying, you know, I'm not allowed to move. I have a big thing of pee underneath my sheets. Can you step out for a second and then come back in? Yes. I mean, that was that's especially, one option. Especially if I would have done that at the start. At right? the start. That's what I mean. At the, at the very start of this interaction, right. you could have gone in that direction. But instead, you, you stuck it out for 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. Anyway, let's go back to these tight end streamers. Okay, sorry, yes. sorry, we had to push that aside. But I look, if we're going to talk about appendectomies, then I need to, I need to tell that story. Oh, and by the way, we updated after the Hooper thing. We updated on yes. on Patreon, and and then I updated again on Sunday morning when it was apparent that Harrison Bryant was going to be the one A to yeah. Njoku's one B. Yes, uh, Tyler Croft was also added. He had ten point four points because Dawson, actually, not just Dawson Knox, but the whole tight end group. How crazy is that story? How the whole tight end group. <laughs> Uh, is in COVID protocol slash Dawson Knox had it or has it. And Tyler Croft didn't have to go into protocol because they had a baby. So not only did Tyler Croft come through with, you know, a double digit fantasy performance, but congrats on the sex, right? Right. There's all sorts of things going on for this guy with Croft. Tyler Croft, as they call him. (laughs) Defense was Philly had nine. The Giants had five and the Chargers had six. So it was fine defensively. Uh, decent, decent week overall for streamers, I'd say. Uh, all right, Denny, let's move on. We should probably do it fairly. We've we've been talking a lot to to start. We have been, show. yeah. Uh, it's it's very much so my fault. But let's get into this week's streamers. Why don't you kick things off with a defense? All right, y'all. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, the the Packers. Packers against the Vikings. Packers at home. Uh, they are six and a half point favorites, I believe. I'm trying to check that right now. Anyway, the only. The only uh, only the Patriots have allowed more interceptions this year uh, than the Vikings. Uh, only five teams allow more schedule adjusted fantasy points to defenses than the Vikings. We may also have a sack based floor situation here as the Packers have the eighth highest sack rate uh, in the league so far. Uh, the Vikings are kind of middle of the road as far as uh, as protecting the quarterback. Um, but. Uh, you know, I think you can get Kirk Cousins in negative game script. It, it works out. 
I like the Tennessee Titans defense. Uh, there's a relatively high over under in this game against Cincinnati. Uh, I think it's like 54 and a half according to FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, the Titans are five and a half point favorites though in that game. So that's good. You should see a hopeful positive game script for that Titans defense. Um, every defense that's faced Cincinnati this year has finished as a top 15 defense aside from one. And it was Jacksonville and Jacksonville obviously doesn't have that strong of a defense. Uh, the Bengals are also fourth worst in sack rate, uh, this season. So I, you know, I, I think Tennessee's in a pretty decent spot to produce. I, I would probably prefer them. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah. All right, Denny. Let's go to quarterbacks. Yeah. Quarterbacks. Do you want me to start? Because uh, I, I have three that I'm going to talk do. about. You do. You have a lot. Go ahead. Yeah, you first. Okay. Um. So I am going to kick things off with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, and the reasoning is that the Seattle Seahawks suck defensively. Uh, they have allowed 4.6 more points per game in terms of adjusted fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position than their opponent's season-long averages. So if you just use that number, okay, Jimmy G's been awful from a fantasy perspective. He's averaged 12.5 fantasy points per game. If you just use that number uh, and add it to Jimmy G's average, he gives you 17 fantasy points this week, mm-hmm. which I think we would take as for a streamer, and it's not bad, and it's fine. Sure. Uh, but not only that, San Francisco has a 25.5-point implied team total. Uh, this game could be fairly high-scoring. So I... Like Jimmy G, I think he's basically tied with another guy this week. How bad are the Seahawks? God, defensively. They're bad. All right. We are on to Kirk Cousins. So I love talking about a defense and then the quarterback who's yeah. playing that defense. That, that makes sense. I, I will say that, you know, we often get a lot of Patreon questions saying, can I play this quarterback and the defense he's playing? It's not a, not a great idea process-wise. Obviously, there's a lot of inverse correlation there. Um, So just a note on Cousins and the Packers defense. So the Vikings, yes, I have it here, are six and a half point underdogs with an implied total of 24. Um, I guess the hope here is that we get some of that sweet, sweet Kirk Cousins garbage time because, wow, that really paid off against the Falcons. Um, So we can get one quarter of of good Cousins after three quarters of the Vikings trying and, and, and failing to establish the run. Uh, Green Bay has an okay is is an okay matchup for quarterbacks, uh, 68.7%, so close to 69, uh, of the yards gained against the Packers this year have come through the air. That's the 11th highest rate in the league. Uh, when you adjust for strength of schedule, Green Bay allows 18.1 fantasy points to quarterbacks, and uh, Cousins scored 24 points against these Packers in Week One with 259 yards and two touchdowns. Cousins is available in 71% of leagues. I, I have to say, I have no memory of this week one Packers Vikings game. I feel like, I feel like that, that didn't happen, but I guess it did. Yeah. Well, that was the game that, that Rogers went ballistic, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. You remember that, that now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, oh, oh, 17 targets for uh, Adams. That, that, that's right. Yeah. Uh, next one. So this is the guy that I think is more like in line with Jimmy G. <clears throat> you might disagree. Uh, but I, I think Derek Carr is right there with, with Jimmy Garoppolo. So I, I don't think people realize that Carr has actually not been that bad in fantasy this year. So he, he's been a high-end QB2 in points per game. He has more points per game than Joe Burrow, Drew Brees, and Ben Roethlisberger. Really? Yeah, he's averaging over 20 points per game since facing Carolina in week one. And Carolina, I tweeted about this today, uh, they've allowed the, the, few, the lowest yards per attempt rate in the NFL and in terms of schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed, Carolina is second best behind only New England 
Mm. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't think that's necessarily personnel related. I think that's sort of how game scripts go against them. I think that they, um, you know, they don't allow for, for big plays and high average at the targets per se. Um, but, you know, just saying that, that Derek Carr since then, since that week one game where Josh Jacobs got all the touchdowns, Derek Carr's averaged over 20 points per game. Now he gets the Browns. The Browns have allowed three top five performances this year. Their third best in adjusted fantasy points allowed. I, I think that Carr is a fairly safe option this week. The Browns are low key horrendous against the pass. Yeah, and right. it's yeah, and it, it's actually becoming. I guess I'll just transition this into Baker Mayfield because yeah, uh, you have, you have one more guy, but we both mm-hmm. do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's sort of making them be a little bit more pass heavy than we'd like that. And Nick Chubb, um, but. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I think, is in play. Now, I will say he has some serious touchdown regression coming. Um, if you look at yards to touchdowns, which I often do for quarterbacks, if you look at yards to touchdowns, uh, Russell Wilson is obviously overachieving the most in the touchdown column. Baker Mayfield is second. Uh, and then if you look at his touchdown rate, which is just t- t- touchdowns, t- 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 <laughs> touchdowns divided by attempts. Am I, whenever I talk on these shows, my brain is going so much faster than my mouth. I hate it. Right. But that was just touchdowns, the remix. It's okay. (laughs) Uh, But with Baker Mayfield, his touchdown rate is 7.6%. That's very high. Yeah. It's way higher than, than his career average. What he did last year, I think was 4.1% and 5.6% the year before that. Uh, And now he uh, has him and Cleveland have a 28 point implied team total. Vegas is the eighth best matchup against quarterbacks and adjusted fantasy points allowed. Uh, I, I don't mind him. I, I think that he's a, in a decent spot despite this regression that's going to hit eventually. Um, you know, I think that he's probably close to where Derek Carr and Jimmy G are. We get to keep talking about Teddy Q Bridgewater, the ninth, because he's available in 57% of leagues still. Uh, I, I looked it up. Teddy is the QB nine over the past four weeks. So, you know, we have that going for us, which is nice. Uh, the Panthers are two and a half point favorites on Thursday night with uh, against the Falcons with a 25.75 point total. Uh, Atlanta has become kind of a, a pass funnel defense. Uh, they're stingy against opposing runners. That's pretty much the only thing that they do positively on the defensive end, uh, but they're getting ripped by opposing passers. 78% of touchdowns scored against Atlanta this year have come through the air. of total offensive yards have come through the air against the Falcons. That is the highest rate in the league by quite a bit. Uh, The Falcons have allowed the most passing yards by a wide margin. They allow the most schedule-adjusted yards. I'm sorry, schedule-adjusted points uh, to quarterbacks. It is Teddy Sisson. It continues. Uh, There's really not a better quarterback matchup uh, per the numbers, including – the Seahawks, the Seahawks have allowed fewer passing yards this year than the Falcons by like 200. So uh, I really like, really like Teddy. Yeah. Same here. Uh, At tight end, uh, we will go back to Harrison Bryant. As long as the uh, appendix list Austin Hooper is still out. Um, So with Harrison Bryant, he did run ahead of Njoku. He had 16% more snaps played. Uh, He had five more routes run according to PFF. He was more productive in that game, um, and it's a good overall matchup. Uh, the 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 Raiders are top ten in adjusted points allowed to the tight end position. So if Hooper is out, Harrison Bryant is in. <laughs> he sounded very professional. 
uh, Dick Rod is still in play. Richard Rodgers had a nice game last week. You know, uh, Ertz and Goddard remain out this week, or at least as of right now. Um, last week, Richard Rodgers ran 31 routes against the Giants. That was the seventh most among all tight ends for the week. He played 85% of the snaps and had 20% of the team's targets. I mean, th- those are those are solid numbers for a, a streaming yeah. uh, play. Uh, Akeem Butler was the only other Philadelphia tight end to run a route, and he only ran one, and it was that weird end zone play. You yeah, remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Where he, he gets mugged in the corner of the end zone. They don't, they don't call it. Um, uh, so they allow, let's see, the Cowboys allow uh, eight, uh, 4.85 tight end receptions per game. So I think that the usage uh, for, for Dick Rod and the matchup are good enough to make him yeah, kind of a plug-and-play starter in 12-team 12 12 leagues. I mean, he's either like low-end tight end one or high-end tight end two. He's available in 91% of leagues, which honestly, when I saw that, uh, I took that as a personal attack on this podcast. You know, when you opened up that that Dick Rod segment, you, you kind of sounded like Owen Wilson. It was you. I, what was it? I think you said he's not a bad play. You were kind of like, yeah, he's not a bad play. I, I don't know how to do an Owen Wilson impression. Yeah, so, I don't either, but I, apparently I do. I am so bad at impressions and mimicking accents. It's I should be in jail for it. <laughs> Honestly, I want to be really good at them. I don't know about you, but like. I, I would like cut off my left hand to be great at acts, uh, impressions yeah. and accents. I'm, te- I'm I'm horrible. I mean, I'm, I'm like I'm like in, an embarrassment to my family when I try it. Yeah. The only one that I do is Elmo for Avery. That's the only one. That's it. All right. We're going we're gonna to get that one day for the yeah, patrons. For the, yeah. patrons. For, for the patrons. That's a good patron thing. Uh, I'm, all right. So we're going to go deeper now. Uh, I'm going to go with Gerald Everett. I, I The more that I dug into this, the less I liked it. But... Uh, if Tyler Higby is out again, then he's in play. I would say if Tyler Higby plays Everett's less in play, uh, because the last time we saw them, I mean, there was a, a couple games ago where Everett only ran seven routes. I mean, you, you can't, you can't be throwing that in your fantasy lineup. Um, but he did last week have a 16% target share. Someone named Johnny Munt, uh, ran, ran 14 routes, uh, on Monday night and Everett had 20. Um, I don't know if you saw if you watched that game and saw Johnny Munt, but I, I know of him. I did not watch. I told I I can't watch Rams games. It's too boring. Yeah, that game was unbelievably boring. That, they're, that, they're the most boring team I've ever seen. That game just sucked. It was just not fun at all. Not fun. Anyway, uh, if Tyler Higby's out, you can go with Everett. If Tyler Higby plays, you should go with Everett in like a twenty four team league. There you go. We are we're here for the twenty four teamers. Yeah. Uh, Irv Smith at Green Bay. We, I'm all about this Green Bay Vikings game. Just give me all the players in that <laughs> yeah, one. I just realized that you're talking about all of them, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, every, just, every level. So, right. Yeah, just, just if you have them, you plug them in. No, it's a. Uh, so two weeks ago, um, because the the Vikings were on a bye this past week, uh, Irv Smith ran 28 routes to 23 for Kyle Rudolph. That that was the second game in a row in which Irv Smith ran more routes than Rudolph. I just stifled a sneeze and it hurts. Um, he he you played. Have gone with it, man. Oh no, uh, I might have farted. He he played more <laughs> more snaps and had one more target than Rudolph uh, when they last played. He ended up with four catches, fifty-five yards, with a bunch of garbage time from from Cousins against the Falcons. So Green Bay allows the sixth fewest adjusted fantasy points to tight ends. This is 
not a great mat matchup, but this is based on the idea that the Vikings are using their more athletic, more versatile tight end in Irv Smith uh, in their in their passing offense. Um, he, he's available in 93% of leagues. Honestly, I mean, usage-wise, I think I think you go Dick Rod over over Smith. But let me know if you agree. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think if Hooper is out, you got Dick Rod and Harrison Bryant as the top. <laughs> As, as the top streamers, and then you go uh -huh. with, with Irv, and then Gerald Everett only if Higby's out. All right, let's 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 uh, recap. Irv Smith, Gerald Everett, Harrison Bryant, Dick Rod. You know, you could go with David Njoku, too, if you really wanted to. Uh, yeah, If sure. Bryant's unavailable, so we should throw that out there, too. Teddy Bridgewater, Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Green Bay, and Tennessee. Let's get to these questions on Twitter. The first one's from at Dave underscore Debo. I'd give my running back an A, Aaron Jones, CEH, James Robinson, Antonio Gibson, and my wide receivers a B, AJ Brown, T. Higgins, Cup, Fulgham, and Patrick. Question, when taking flyers for the bench, do you go more for need, wide receiver and tight end in this case, or, do you, or guys you just generally like? Uh, it kind of depends on what part of the season we're, we're talking about. I guess if, if you're talking about right now, uh, I'm probably going for need at this point. Yeah, I mean, gun to the head, I would probably go for for need over. I, I mean, clearly someone's gonna come and say and put a gun to your head and say, "Do you do you want to add for need or for value? Which one? Tell me right now." And you're gonna say, "Why are you have yeah. a gun to my head?" Yeah. We're saying, "Oh, need, do it for need." Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I think doing it for need is fine uh, this time of year. I also think that like realistically. You know, if you're looking at need versus uh, value, you know, if, if you have good running backs and you're going with, uh, you know, wide receivers because of need, uh, the difference there is going to be like a 55-45 type split. It's not like you're going to, you know, it's not like going to be this obvious glaring difference. So that, that's sort of my stance on it. Yeah. So, I mean, but once you have half a season of data, which we have, you have a pretty good idea of players' roles in their offense yeah. uh, and where where you stand uh, in that position because of because of that data because of that information right but in week one or two i'm i'm probably adding for long-term value more than more sure. than need it, you know because you, you, why, why are you going to prioritize a running back who might he may who may be a good play but who you can't possibly use over the running backs you already have and you know that so yeah. that that's that's the conundrum yeah the only the only reason would be it's like a running back heavy league and you know that you can get trade value out of them uh and so on but you know generally i would go for need uh next question at mana underscore dork what's your favorite simpsons episode denny are you a simpsons person because i am not a simpsons person <laughs> Uh, I can't call myself a Simpsons person because I would be insulting the, the people who are really, really into the show. I appreciate the show. I There was a time in my life where I watched it a lot in high school and college. The, here's the thing, though. I've been wa watching or re-watching all of the uh, Treehouse of Horror Halloween specials with with my son Xavier uh, and their ex. They're so good. Oh, they remind me of like first of all, being a kid, but also of how good the show used to be. Uh, I've seen recent episodes and they, they're definitely not as good, uh, not as relevant, but wow. It, it, they, those Treehouse of horror things. And it's on Disney plus by the way, Disney oh, plus. Nice. Yeah. They have, they have it curated. So you can go in and just watch all like 30 Treehouse of horror episodes. They had one the other day that was like a, a comment on the 1996 presidential election between Bill Clinton and Bob Dole. 
and it was uh, very much in my lane. I loved yeah. it. Uh, I, I just I, I couldn't even remotely tell you a Simpsons episode, like not not one. I, I don't I I just never I've never been like a big cartoon adult cartoon person. Me neither. Me neither. I'm a little bit of a snob about it. Yeah, I am too. I, I just, I can't, I don't think that they're as funny. Like when I was in like middle school, sure. I watched them like South Park, right? Because it was like a cool thing to do and stuff. But like, I, I can't, I just have not been able to get into it, you know, post being an uh, adult. Yeah. I mean, and, and I really like, I know that I like to tell people the things that they enjoy are bad. Um, but I just can't get into, into cartoons generally. I will say my, my favorite, uh, Simpsons episode is probably the, uh, the shining spoof just, just to answer the question. Yeah. And by the way, we're not talking down on people who enjoy those shows. We're just saying that we don't enjoy them. I mean, I watch a lot of shitty shows. Denny's kind of talking down. Speaking of shitty shows, Saved by the Bell's coming back. Denny, Denny sent me the trailer today. That looks, I I actually haven't, I only got to watch like the first minute because Avery interrupted me. Uh, but did, you, um, did, did I say that? Did I see that Zach Morris is going to be governor of California or something? You you did see that. Is that real? You you saw that, yes. And and Slater works at the high school, um, and so I saw does Jesse. Je- yeah, Jesse was there. Are they married? I, possibly, possibly. Yeah, okay. And then you have uh, Kelly is in the show, and you have oh uh, Max, the owner of the diner. Oh yeah, so I saw like a, a screenshot, and I'm like, "There's no way he looks the exact same that he did in 1992." It, it, it's 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 eerie, and I was wondering where Screech was, and then I remember that I think Screech is in prison or something, isn't he? Oh yeah, he did some some bad stuff, yeah, and then he did like porn and stuff. Oh okay, so yeah. think things are going well for well, him. He, he, didn't, he didn't he didn't go to jail because of porn. He went to jail for. <laughs> For some other reason, but well, this went off the rails. But it, it, it did he okay. like knife someone? I think he knifed someone. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, I, it was something really bizarre. I, I'm intrigued. I, you know, I'm, I feel guilty saying it, but I am intrigued by the trailer, and I think I need to see some of it. Yeah, I mean, by the way, the best piece of trivia that I've probably mentioned on the show multiple times, but the best piece of trivia that you will get anyone with is knowing that Saved by the Bell, the new class, lasted longer than Saved by the Bell. That is wild. Yeah. Next question. At number one, Punna, you are going on a road trip with friends. Where are you sitting in the car, presuming you have four options, driving, passenger, backseat, or third row if available? I mean, first of all, if you pick third row, you're a psycho. Yeah, right. That's Yes, that's a bad idea. I, I mean, third row is automatic puke for me i i will I'll be throwing up the entire time <laughs> i'm definitely I'm, I'm a driver on road trips yeah i mean i would sit on your lap and drive yeah <laughs> so, so we would both be in <laughs> the driver's seat <laughs> that's right next question at adam k shin is pronouncing penalize as penalize high t or low t i think it's just fancy yeah, I don't think that there's any T involved. I think that it can be – it's a wide spectrum of T. I think it's just more about how big of an asshole are you. Right. I think you're just being – you're just trying to be British if you say if you say penalize. Yeah. Or, 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 you, or maybe you like soccer a lot. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Next question. At you can call me SRS. When will late round QB do a tilt montage suggestion read retweets while watching games? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I – I feel like I would tilt more based on I, I, my, my tilt. To, to your point, my tilt montage would be more based on the way people are reacting to things that I'm tweeting in my mentions mm-hmm. than than tilting 
games going on and the, the outcomes of those games. It's really hard to, as someone who does a tilt montage every week, it's really hard to focus on the actual like conveying of your emotions and feelings and thoughts while the game is happening in front of you. And while you have Twitter open, because those things are just pulling at your attention. So you're right. Yeah. Uh, Next question at Davis Nguyen TMN. What horror, what horror film villain would be the most terrifying if their body was swapped with DK Metcalf's body? Wow. That was, that was the most incredible thing that I've ever seen on a football field. It really was. I, I'm not over it. I'm never going to be over it. I told my dad about it the next day because you know he he he's too old. He didn't stay up. Right. And I was like, I was like, Dad, you know, he did this. He ran. He ran him down. He was like, Okay. I was like, No, 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 no. You don't understand. He had. He was. The 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 dude had a 15 yard head start, and he got tracked down easily, no problem. Yeah. He's he was like. All right, that that sounds good. I was like, okay, I'm gonna send you the clip. I sent him the clip, and he calls me, and he's yelling, <laughs> and he's like, "Did you did you see this guy?" I was like, "Yes, Dad." I mean, he's never heard of DK Metcalf in his life, so sure. Yeah, yeah but that was that was a freakish, freakish. Uh, wow. Yeah. Display. I mean, it's just it's wild. Like it's different too that it was Metcalf and his body size, not like Tyreek Hill, right? Like that. That's why it's so insane to me. It, I mean, he made Russell Wilson look slow. Oh yeah, and Russell Wilson's not slow. Yeah. Uh, it's it's amazing. He, About, it's, to answer the question, yeah, 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 I would say you put his, you put what was it? Put a, a head on his no, no, body? Just, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're putting DK Metcalf's body on a Halloween villain, a horror film, or a horror film villain. I mean, I think any of them, I guess I would say Jason Voorhees. I mean, you know, being him being able to chase down people with that, with that speed, it's pretty Uh, scary. I I thought about that. I also thought about Scream, like him, him just being like, that would be frightening. Like imagine, imagine like walking into the kitchen and seeing the Scream guy and he's just jacked out of his mind. Right. (laughs) Just as big as DK Metcalf. That'd be frightening. Because the Scream guy or, you know, whoever is the, the Scream person in that, in the movie is scrawny looking. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, like there's like the flowy robe and it would be mm-hmm. like tight on DK Metcalf. Yeah. Uh, at the FF Whisperer is next. When doing your analytics and trusting in the process, do you ever feel the he- that heck maybe you guys can out? Oh, do you ever feel that heck? Sorry, there was no there was no punctuation. So it was very difficult to read that heck. Maybe you guys can out coach the Adam Gases and the Jeff Fishers of the world. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not presuming that. Yeah, never. You, there's a, there's an insane skill to be a coach, right? And to be a coach at that level. And not only that, Adam Gase sucks as a coach. Jeff Fisher was an average coach. That's why, that's why it was like a a thing for so long, right? It it wasn't that Jeff Fisher was bad. It was that he was just completely and utterly average, right? And he just was able to keep a job for 21 years. But Adam Gase is beyond atrocious at his job yeah he is i mean but but the whole um aspect of like knowing how to coach human beings to do something i don't have that skill like i don't have that background Uh, you know analytics wise i think 
I think that maybe there are some good ideas floating around fantasy Twitter about how a team like the Jets could better manage itself. But as far as coaching goes, no, no, no. no. Yeah. And there's a much bigger difference between even being a GM and being a coach, right? Like, like, and I, I don't think that I'm not saying that I could be a GM. I could not be a GM at all. Don't, don't take that the wrong way. I'm just saying that someone being plopped from Twitter onto an NFL team would be much better served as being a GM than a, than a head coach. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, next question. Uh, it's again the one the one handle that I can never say. Um, I can't pronounce it. JJ in the past mentioned using Yahoo percentage rostered over other sites like ESPN. Why is that? Um, I've found, and Denny, I think you found that ESPN is a lot less realistic than Yahoo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we used to get yelled at when we went off of ESPN yeah, exactly. because people would be like, "What thirty percent?" You know, it's it's more like eighty percent. You know, like as far as a, as ownership goes. Yeah, no, no, no. I think Yahoo, for, for whatever reason, is is more accurate. We have not been yelled at since we switched to to, to Yahoo. Yeah. Uh, this next question is from at the Fantasy MDs. Help me out here. My wife claims all bottled water tastes the same. I wholeheartedly disagree and believe this is not the case. Some water tastes like deer urine. Who is right? And while we are at it. What is your favorite water brand? Well, first of all, I don't believe that the really high price water, like Fiji water, I don't believe that that tastes any better than, say, like Deer Park. Do you? No, but I will say this. So as you guys know, with the situate the, the reflux issues that I've had and the LPR that I deal with, uh, I've, I have had like alkaline water. Um, as, as a result of it, because I, I don't think that it, I, you know, I don't know if, if it works or not like that heavily or whatever, but there are doctors who say, Hey, you should just try this just to, to do it. So I, I drink alkaline water at times and there is a distinct taste and difference between that because they do add stuff, etc. whatever. Um, but generally speaking, you know, I think there might be a slight difference in taste, but I would, if you did like a blind taste test, I would not be able to tell a difference between a $5 bottle of water and I can tell the difference with like tap water, like from your sink. But, oh yeah, yeah. But like from a re- from like my refrigerator versus a bottle of water versus a really expensive bottle of water, I- I'm not gonna I- I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to see and taste a difference, not see, but taste a difference. I will not be able to tell you which one is best. No, 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 no. That, that's that's nonsense. When people say, "Oh man, that th- this water, this four dollar bottle of water is so much better than the ninety nine cent." Bottle of water. I mean, yeah, the the filtered water in my refrigerator right now tastes exactly like Fiji water. It's just clean water. So. Right, right. Next question: Which is worse, someone taking a phone call in a public bathroom or someone playing a YouTube video on full volume in a public restroom? Oh, I mean, it depends on what the phone call is about, I guess. Yeah, um, I, I would I would say the YouTube situation is worse, and the reason why is because you can't always control. The, the phone call situation, right, right? Whereas you're in complete control of the YouTube situation and that shouldn't be happening. That is, yeah, that, oh my God, people do that. I, I, I cannot imagine a world in which I would, I would need to watch a YouTube video while on the crapper in public. Yeah, I, I can't either. Uh, next question at Eddie underscore straight. What's the worst Halloween costume you ever wore? One year I tried to skip trick or treating but go, but but got FOMO at the last minute, so I wore a trash bag stuffed with newspaper. It was a lawn trash bag m- made to look like a jack lantern. What? So I, I have an embar- I have a, 
I have a second embarrassing story. Um, okay, let's have this is let's hear it. this is with more people, close friends of mine. We we went to someone's house for uh you know quick you know smallish Halloween party. Uh, it was like probably five to ten years ago, whatever. And I wanted to do something very quickly. Like I didn't I didn't have time to get a, a costume because it was sort of last minute. Like we didn't know we were gonna go or something like that. And I ended up going as Nickelback, and I and I taped. I taped nickels to my back down. Oh I, and I look, I hate Dude. this is where this is the equivalent of people who name their fantasy teams as puns off of player names. Oh. Right? That's the equivalent of this. I, I hated myself for it, but here's the worst part. One of my buddies walked in and he goes, Why aren't you quarterback? So I went, I went oh. I went and I did that as nickelback. The 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 most made fun of band slash the worst band yeah ever instead of just being quarterback being a quarter man you owned yourself and by the way guys by the way i'm not that lazy usually with halloween costumes like i said i think it's just as bad as the 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 puns that we see for fantasy team names it's it's that cringeworthy and stupid and i regret it look i i have massive regrets for doing that it's a it was a bad move i i owned myself and i deserved it i I, (laughs) have I'm glad you can come clean about that. I will say though, it was very Jim Halper esque for you to do that. It was an incredibly Jim Halper costume. That's exactly because, what yeah, he would do. Yes. He would have taped, yeah, he would have taped some nickels to the back of his dress shirt. Yeah. And Andy Bernard would have said, "What are you?" He would be like, "I'm Nickelback." Right. And then that's it. That would have been the joke. So, but it's so, so good, bad. Good it's just here. dumb. Like I don't think that that stuff is good. I would rather dress up as things that are that oh, are yeah. good. No, like, no, no, I, and right. I and I do that. I. I did that throughout college. I've done it as an adult. I did it as a kid. I just had yeah. a bad moment in that point in time. My, yeah. I mean, someone should have dumped a beer on your head or something yeah. at the party. Uh, my, my story of, of bad costume was I had forgotten my Halloween costume somehow when I went to a friend's neighborhood and uh, long story short, I put on a tennis ball head costume <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that, what? that my, that my friend's brother had just sitting around I a guess. tennis ball head like one of those it, like a giant tennis ball that fit it was, over your head it was like a huge tennis ball yeah that i put on and it, it and it had it had little like netted eyes but it, you could barely see <laughs> I barely see so i'm like stumbling around in the night the whole time and it's hot oh my god i was drenched in sweat uh, but uh, yeah so i was tennis ball head when i was like 11 i will say a a, a bad move growing up was always Going out trick or treating in a mask. Oh yeah, terrible it was a, it was a terrible. Mo- I mean, you, there was gonna, there was like mold growing in that thing by the end oh. of the night, right? Oh, just drenched in sweat, disgusting. Oh, and, and also you're 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 breathing into it, so there's like uh, moisture. Oh, it's terrible. Coll- collecting. Oh my god. It's yeah. like it's like the Andy Reid face mask on the sideline. <laughs> Yes, but only you know how horrible it is. No one else can see it. You and you take it off, and your face is is covered in spit and sweat. Well, yeah, you, and you sound like Darth Vader all night because you yeah. you've got this like muzzled plastic on your face, right? It's just like like you just you're sitting there and you're like, yeah, and, <laughs> yeah right. it's negative EV for sure. Yeah, were you a were you a a pillowcase person to get candy? 
Uh, yes, yes, yeah, that yeah. was the that was the choice. Not now they have these really fancy bags. I, I think I bought one for Xavier for like nine dollars the other like a couple years ago. I was like, why am I doing this? Why don't we? Why don't I just make this kid use use a freaking pillowcase? Yeah, the pillowcase is the way to go. Like once you get to that, like Avery's gonna walk around with. I don't know what our trick or treating situation yeah. is this year, but you know, just like a little pumpkin or something that you can just throw in there. Yeah. But but when you get to like his age or you know whenever you can like hold a lot of stuff. I mean, there's nothing better than I grew up in a neighborhood with like 250 houses. Mm. So like we just went nuts and then we'd get back to our house, dump it all out mm. and go ham trading. Ham trading? Yeah, we, we would train ham. Yes. <laughs> in this economy. Okay. Yeah. My neighborhood would like to hand out ham. At, uh, mm, so good. So, tr- so, so yummy. Next question at uh, Polished Tweeter. Remember whenever we had that that uh, <laughs> that, that big issue with Polish versus Pol- polished? Polish tweeter. Yes. What superpower power would you like to have if you could have one? Uh, he says, I always wanted the ability to fly after watching my secret identity starring a young Jerry O'Connell. So do you have a, a take on this? I have a definitive take. I, well, okay. Since yours is so strong, I'll just agree or disagree. <laughs> I, I do have a take, but yours is definitive. So go ahead. <laughs> Uh, I want to be Professor X. There, that's my power. He can do anything. I mean, if okay, that if you could, if you could, like a uh, one, one simple power. Oh, one simple power. Oh, like one hmm. one basic power. You know, like flying or yeah, flying, flying. I mean, flying's terrible. Come like on, like having X-ray vision. Like what? What kind? See, to me, the power is invisibility. Mm, okay okay because because you could learn so many secrets and i'm not talking like you know the household down the street secrets i'm talking like like government secrets government secrets exactly like i'm gonna sit in the oval office invisible Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and see exactly what's going on and the amount of money too that you can make off of that would be oh, yeah. would be amazing the invisible being inv- being able to be invisible you could you could sit in on team game plans each week and know that Harrison Bryant is going to be featured oh, as man. as their top tight end before anyone else knows you could turn invisible and go study up for DFS that week yeah by, and then by, it, it, yeah. yeah you know and at times if your wife's like hey you really need to do the dishes boom invisible where am i you can't even talk to me anymore <laughs> That's messed up. But yeah, yeah, mind control was my was my idea because it, it's just I mean, it, you know, it made Professor X kind of like omnipotent. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, next question at Jim Wolf 23. Since this is mostly a food takes podcast, hot sauce on salads, killer move or cereal killer move? I never tried it. I I've, I've never tried it, but that sounds like a serial killer move. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I, I definitely don't like like a ton of ranch dressing or something. I'm, I, I'm grossed out by a lot of dressing. Yeah. Um, I, I generally like something lighter, lighter than that. But I, I don't know about hot sauce. Who's eating hot sauce with their with their salad? What's your go to dressing? Mine's like a balsamic. That's yes. The, yeah. Yeah. Balsamic every time. I I love. I can't get enough of it. It's so good. You, Denny just drenches. He t- he takes showers with balsamic. That's right. I just take it straight to the face. I I, I used to be uh, a blue cheese guy. But oh that's, my god. Yeah, man. I, but I'm, I'm 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 grossed out now. 
I mean, look, I, I don't mind blue cheese. Like, if I had to eat a salad with blue cheese, it's worse things have happened. I'm just kind of shocked by your answer there. I know. Well, you know, I, I, I was about 50 pounds lighter, and I could eat literally anything I wanted. So yeah. I, um, I, went, I went in that direction. I, I think I would gain 11 pounds if I ate a blue cheese salad right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next question, at Chris Aaron T., which is worse, believing in trickle-down economics or believing in trickle-down leg washing? <laughs> I just uh, thought that was funny. We're not getting yeah. political on this podcast, guys. Oh, definitely. I've never gotten political on any platform. But, uh, yeah, trickle-down leg washing is is a thing. People assume that their legs get washed. Um, I think we've talked about it on this podcast, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah feet, yeah, feet in particular are what people don't apparently wash. And I, I have to say, I'm not very good about washing my feet, I'll be honest. I mean, you don't have to do it every single day, probably, but you should probably do it like, I mean, if you shower every day, which you should, I would say, oh yeah, I was thinking, uh, yeah. then I would say like four to five times a week, you got to hit those feet. Uh, I mean, if I'm, if I get really sweaty during my workout, then I will, I will wash my feet. Next question at Josh <laughs> underscore Jenkins five. Why doesn't JJ use dark mode on Twitter? Does he enjoy his eyes burning? I figure reading his mentions would be enough pain. Yeah, well, reading my mentions is enough pain, uh, but dark mode sucks. I That's have dark it. mode, you monster. Well, yeah, it, it sucks. Way overrated. And I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the eye strain thing is not even real. Oh. <laughs> so get out of here. Okay. Oh, my God. You sound like Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Some are saying it's not real. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Next question. Uh, at at the IDP guy, our buddy Joe Redman, he says, if you were to commit any crime and get away with it, what crime would you want to commit? Like, what would you want to do? Jeez. So, I mean... so like, we wouldn't... <clears throat> so, here's the thing. I, I wouldn't want to do anything that hurts someone else, right? I'm not going to, like, go kill someone. And I wouldn't want to... I wouldn't even want to, like, steal if I get away with it. Like, I'm just... It's... Like, what's the point? But my... <laughs> My, my, my take, my criminal act would be something like jumping on a field and running like a baseball field or something while a game's going on and going and like hugging a third baseman or something like that. Cause I don't want to have to spend the night in jail. I would just like to walk away and go sit back in my seat. Um, all right. Mine is a little, a little worse. I think, uh, I would electronically steal a lot of money from a mega corporation. Oh, right that's now. a great one. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's like Mr. Robot right there. <laughs> yeah. Right. I would be, yes, I would pull, I would go full Mr. Robot. Yes. I, I sort of watched, I, I watched the first two seasons of that show and I just stopped. Me too. I can't, I can't. Do you know why? It. Do you know why? Because why? I got so irritated that we don't know if what we're watching actually matters. Oh like, man. Like, yeah. are we just wasting our time watching this right now because it's just in his head? Like, what's even the point of this? It, that got a little tedious. Here's the thing. Like every other show, and I will stick by this take until I am dead. Like every other show ever made, Mr. Robot would have been better if it were just one season. Yeah. First season, Mr. Robot was great. Yes. It was It was really good because it, it towed the line well. And then once you just got so deep into the, like the storylines of in his head, not in his head, just got so deep and out of control that you couldn't keep anything straight enough to like enjoy it. Like you didn't, you just, you didn't know if what you were spending your time consuming actually mattered and that sucked. It, yeah. Or if it was actually happening, you know, the, the psychosis took over a great plot yeah. of, uh, uh, I mean, a great like real plot that was apparently happening 
with and and that and that reflected like a great anxiety of our time which is like major monstrous financial debt among young people that was what that's what the first season is about and about clearing that slate okay and that's that i mean that's a that's a wonderful show to make and then it, it it totally went off the rails is it still on i don't even know uh, I don't think so, but I, so I'm assuming you didn't finish it. No, no, I, I, I couldn't. Yeah. Couldn't. I just, I couldn't do it either. Now people are listening to this. These Mr. Robot truthers are going to be at us pretty hard. Are, are there still? I don't know. I mean, I loved it. I was really into it, but yeah, but anyway, to the point of the, of the question, yes, I would steal a lot of money from a large corporation. Yeah. That's a good answer. All right. We're going to have to stop there, Denny. Uh, because we're at our hour mark. We could probably talk for another three hours if we really wanted to. We um, will never do that, talk, except for, for money, we will. Talk about more uh, you know, pissing in container stories. <laughs> Can't believe I said that story. I mean, pissing in containers is going to be the name of your memoir. <laughs> yeah, but that's exactly right. I've already started. Uh, all right, Denny, why, where can everyone find you? Why can everyone find me? Well, I don't know, but where is at CDCarter13 on Twitter, I write for Roto World, if you did not know. Also, I do DFS stuff at 4for4.com. And I do several things during the week on the Patreon page. So become a patron today. I stumble over so many words on this show and the waiver wire show that I do with Jim Sonis on the FanDuel uh, YouTube page every week. Because Tuesday, I believe, I've now sort of realized, Tuesday is the day of the week. Maybe this is for you too as a, as a fantasy analyst, Denny, where... I'm just so tired and so dead more than any other day of the week. It's hard because Monday is 15 transactions day. And like, there's a game that goes on late and then maybe there's overtime and that's after a Sunday night game. And you're, you're just not catching up on sleep. And then Tuesday hits and you're like, Oh my God, I need to get some sleep. And you just haven't gotten it. And it sucks. It's yeah. Tuesday's the worst. I, you know, late week is, is where it's at. Late week Fridays, I am I am great. If we could record this on Fridays, you guys would have a totally different JJ. Absolutely, we yeah we would do a two hour show on Fridays. Oh yeah, I'd be I'd be jacked up ready to go. <laughs> anyway, I'm on Twitter at late round QB. You can find my other podcast, the late round podcast, pretty much anywhere podcasts can be found. Thanks for listening, everyone. We do have a tilt montage from Denny Carter the fourth. After listening to that, we'll catch you next week. It's uh, 2.33 p.m. and the only legitimate time zone, the Eastern time zone. And Harrison Bryant, the tight end, starting tight end now for Cleveland, just caught his second touchdown. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm torn on this because, you see, uh, I made a real effort to go to the Patreon page as soon as it was clear that Bryant was going to start and probably – you know, get the first crack at, at, at being the guy for the Browns. I went to the Patreon page and I said, hey, hey, everybody, this is happening. Adjust your ranks. So if you were on Njoku, now you need to be on Bryant. Okay? And, 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 and Bryant has played well uh, this season and his very limited opportunity. I think he's pretty clearly the best tight end of the Browns. But, it, it, you know, opportunity is the only thing that matters. It's an app, blah, blah, blah. I'm going. So... You know, I, I said, I touted, hey, go, you got to go Bryant. So I'm happy I did that. Uh, here's what I'm not happy about. <clears throat> I'm not happy that in two of my most important redraft leagues, I forgot to take David Njoku out of the lineup. 
I forgot to go back and put Bryant in there over in Joku. Bryant, who was available, I checked, in both leagues. No one picked him up. I could have just... Honestly, it's like... uh, It felt as if someone had taken a sledgehammer to my nuts when I saw the tweet saying Harrison Bryant catches TD number two on the day. It was the same sort of feeling. It was like a, a, a nauseous feeling, kind of like I might throw up. I mean, one touchdown was hard to deal with, okay? Really hard to stomach for me, seeing Bryant score the first touchdown. The second touchdown is unspeakable. Why, why would they do this to me? Why would it? Why? I'm tilting. It's uh, 3.18 p.m. in the only time zone on planet Earth. I should say the only legitimate time zone, the eastern time zone, and everything is fine now. Uh, I'm, I'm not even worried about the Harrison Bryant thing because David and Joku caught a touchdown. Unbelievable. I would have never guessed that David Njoku could catch a touchdown in this game script with Baker Mayfield, who I think on a podcast recently I said is not a starting caliber NFL quarterback. He threw a third touchdown to a tight end, this one to Njoku. So everything is fine now. Everything's good. Good process, good results. Everything's fine. So there you go. I actually still am tilting. So uh, John Bostick, who is the guy who tried to murder Andy Dalton when Dalton had given himself up uh, on a slide, on a short rush, it was on third down. I mean, he was conceding that they were going to punt, okay? He, he slides down. But this guy Bostick comes out of nowhere and just crushes Dalton right in the head. It's the easiest penalty call and, and and furthermore the easiest ejection call maybe you'll see all year and even his teammates even Bostick's Washington teammates had their hands on their helmets and were looking away from the, you know from Dalton after the play cuz Dalton's helmet was knocked off Dalton was completely out he was unconscious on the turf and Bostic gets up and the refs say, okay, you're out. Like, you're ejected. And he's probably going to face a fine or a suspension or something. And Bostic, you can read Bostic's lips. He's going, what? What? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You can read. Oh, wow. Oh, what do you, uh, how do you not know you're, you're out? It's the, it's the dirtiest hit possible. And you're, and you're shocked. It makes me think that these guys, like, like go into another dimension when they're playing. I I I guess I guess you you have to have a certain mindset that the the normal person can't understand. Because if Bostic can come up from that hit, which again was so bad that his own teammates were like, "That's that's extremely fucked up what you just did to to Andy Dalton." If you can make that hit and then look at other people and go, "What? Are we, I'm out." I'm ejected, then you, you must have been outside of your body while committing the act. That's, 
the only thing I can come up with right now. I'm telling It's 8.31. Now I'm watching the beginning of the Seahawks-Cardinals game. I uh, want to first thank Pete Overzet for the hot, hot tip on Tyler Lockett, which he discussed uh, during our Friday stream. I hope you all didn't miss that, but he said it's Lockett's season this week. It is not Metcalf season. I mean, it could also be Metcalf season, but he emphasized Lockett, and uh, you know, so far he was correct, and my uh, single-game contests are benefiting. So thank you for that, Peter. I have a confession to make of sorts. I I enjoyed the rushing game today. Do I like saying that? Do I like admitting that um, for an audience to hear? I don't. Actually, I hate it. Thanks. I hate it. Uh, but I really enjoyed watching the 49ers run roughshod over the Patriots today. And usually when you say run roughshod, you just you know mean that they scored a lot of points. And they didn't actually score a lot of points. They scored 33 points, which is fine. I guess that's a lot for them. It, but they might have, might as well have scored 73 points against the Patriots. It was that uh, much of a blowout. And it was almost exclusively done on the ground. Even the 49ers passing yardage looked like rushing yardage because uh, they were those jet toss sweeps to Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, which are damn near impossible to stop, by the way. I, 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 re- I don't understand how any team can stop those. You have these two incredibly fast, agile guys running at top speed when they get the ball, and no one, no one touches them, either of them, for the first six or seven yards past the line of scrimmage. Anyway, enough of that. Even, even, so even their passing yardage looked like rushing yardage, and they had Jeff Wilson, who looked like he had been possessed uh, you know, by a demon, uh, who was out to take the soul of every single New England defender. I, Jeff Wilson, you know, they, they have the, that phrase, where the, he ran angry or he ran mad. It was beyond that. It was something beyond that. Uh, Jeff Wilson was fucking furious. Sorry to the kids, obviously. Jeff Wilson wanted to murder people. Okay, Jeff Wilson had red rum on the mind when he got the ball today against the Patriots. And Kyle Shanahan recognized that and just kept giving it to him. And that meant that Jermichael Hasty and Jarek McKinnon's season were canceled, unfortunately, for many fantasy players. But you could not not give it to Jeff Wilson the way he was running. And I, I had this game uh, it, it, as, as part of my Roto World work. I watched this whole game. I do work for Roto World, by the way. And I took pleasure in watching a team run the ball, which usually I despise. You know, I, 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 all I want is for uh, a team to say, we are never running the ball again. We are only passing from here on out. But no, I, I, want, I said, God, please let the 49ers keep running it because they are humiliating the Patriots. And there really is, I have to admit this, and I don't like admitting this. I, I actually do not like it, but there is something different about dominating an opponent with the run game rather than 
with, you know, the past game. The, the, the physicality of it, the brutality of it. And making a team become submissive to you in that way. Now, and this is, again, a family podcast, so I'm not going to expand on that at all. Uh, is, is a different way of beating up on a team than, say, uh, a quarterback throwing for 350 yards and three touchdowns. It's something much more visceral about the run game. And if I get to see the New England Patriots get humiliated in that way, I'm all for it. So I'm a, a run game truther now, I suppose. I'm tilting. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the teams.